are back. Welcome to episode three of Puts the Fun in Dysfunctional. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. First of all, thank you so much to everybody that has been listening and giving me feedback. It's, you know, fills my my heart up um, and I love, I love the attention. So thank you for pointing that out. And also please send in your stories, please. Um, we'll talk about details at the end, but I do have an anonymous feedback form or submission form if you want to submit a story. Anyway, this week I thought it would be fun to talk about my view on life in general and basically my fairness slash justice streak and where it comes from and how it works and why. So this episode is titled, And Justice for All, The Tale of a Justice-Seeking Daddy's Girl. So, you know, it's no mystery that some people who experience childhood trauma become obsessed with fairness and or justice. It's also a trait of some folks who have ADHD, which I was just diagnosed with a couple years ago. So many people are, you know, whatever, um, high five to all my late diagnoses. But anyway, when your world is a crazy mess, rules become the guiding light to your life. And I was also surrounded by so many people outright breaking rules purposely. So it felt a little rebellious to not break the rules. I was constantly called like a goody two shoes on so many occasions as a child. And I didn't even swear until I was a teenager, which is fucking hilarious now because every other word out of my mouth is the F-bomb. And sidebar reminds me of a time in like middle school, sixth grade. I was hanging out at lunch with my friends and I said shit or, you know, some something along those lines. And all the kids were like, oh, my God, did you hear that? Rachel just said shit. Kids are crazy. Anyway, 11 year old me was extremely embarrassed. But back back to, you know, my goody two shoes slash good kid. I had perfect attendance. I was a good student. And now that I look back on it, it feels like I was trying to set an example to my family, which is weird to think that a child is trying to set a good example for the entire family, not just the other kids, adults too. I just didn't want to add to the already piling up issues going on in our family. So I was a good kid. I did my homework. I went to school. I you know, got good grades. And I remember I felt like I was the rebel in the family by following rules. So this need for justice started early. And now I know my dad and he had a huge justice streak also. This justice streak started when he was really young also. Um, My favorite story is um, that I like to tell uh, is about this time my dad was about five years old. And this is like, he lived in uh, Illinois, um, Waukegan, which is, you know, it's near Wisconsin, but also Chicago. I think my grandpa took the train into Chicago for work. But anyway, so it's like 1940-ish. My dad is five and he's out in the neighborhood playing with the kids. And there's this older girl that's just picking on, on the other kids in the neighborhood because she could. And after a while, my dad was sick of it. So he went and grabbed a rake and hit the bully in the face. Um, Needless to say, 
they weren't bullied again. At least that's what I understand. And to this day, after I tell that story and people are aware of it, I like to say, yeah, you're going to get a rake to the face. And so, yeah, another story. When I was younger, when I was like seven or eight-ish, I don't remember exactly when, but my parents had split up by then. And my mom was dating this guy who was a big guy. He was a good, and he was bigger than my dad, who was already big. But he, this guy was like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, a good 100 pounds on my dad. And this guy thought it was okay to spank me and my sister. So I, of course, snitched on his, his bitch ass to my dad because we were not allowed to put our hands on each other. We were not allowed to hit each other. Um, and if we did, we had to deal with him. And uh, so the next time my dad came for a visit, he went up to that guy. He pointed in his face, this like, guy who's like a full like eight inches taller than my dad says, if you lay another finger on my daughters, I will fucking kill you. And my sister and I weren't spanked again after that. And I don't even know how long my parent, my mom was with that guy after that. I can't imagine he'd want to be around anymore. (laughs) And, you know, my dad also knew his worth. When he was presented with unfair situations, he'd rectify it. And he'd do it with abandon. My my favorite examples are when he would tell me about jobs and how he'd just leave the same day for a variety of reasons. You know, his boss was being a dick or he'd be let go, go out at lunch, find a new job and come back and quit the first job. If he wasn't being, being paid well enough, he would go find a job at lunch and leave same day. Children model their parents' behaviors. So of course his children would approach the world in a similar manner. But we also model unhealthy behaviors too. However, that's a completely different show slash topic. But I think it's safe to say that my dad was my hero. He had a daughter from his first marriage that adored my dad and vice versa. But after my parents got married, his first wife started distancing herself and eventually disappeared. It broke his heart and he spent years trying to find her. My mom told me I was born to be a daddy's girl. It was like I knew he needed me. And, you know, all the time I spent with my dad, I I was pretty much attached at his hip. You know, I would spend um, weekends with him. I lived with him one year after my parents split up and we would just do everything together. You know, he would take me to boat shows or he got me into ice skating. He just really allowed me to take the time to find things that I enjoy doing. And he wholeheartedly supported them. So it's like when you get that type of support, you want to be around that parent. And one of my dad's favorite things to do was watch TV. And his favorite things to watch were old crime shows like Matlock and Columbo, which I thought were ridiculous. But now I flip and love those shows. And, you know, I remember some of my earlier memories are watching Hunter, which was like a cop show in the late 80s. It was on Saturdays after Golden Girls. And then all those amazing true crime shows started in the mid 90s, like FBI files, case files, forensic files, justice files, all the fucking files, right? And that's when I became hooked. Not even just, you know, watching the shows themselves, but just spending that time with my dad. We did that a lot when I was uh, taking care of him when he was, uh, when he had cancer. We would just hang out and watch um, Justice Files on my my lunch breaks. So back to the story. 
I did contemplate law school. However, after I took a psych and law class in college, I realized that there is no justice or fairness for all in this country. And I really would run myself ragged trying to change a system that couldn't be fixed. So huge props to the lawyers in my life. That is not an easy job. Which brings us to today, fully grown adult child, baby Rachel. I still seek justice and equality for all, but in small ways, usually calling out bad behavior, sticking up for people when you can tell others don't feel comfortable standing up for themselves, etc. I've got a whole story about yelling at a dude about getting mad at a barista for not making his tea right. And I'm like, dude, it's water. Whole other story. But I say something when somebody is abusing some sort of power or authority. It's not cool. We are all equal. We are all humans. But the thing is, you can't fight all the time. You're going to burn out. I've been there. And it's you, you have to rest. You know, the world isn't just or fair at times in the long run. I've seen things balance out. It's like the world isn't fair. But there is balance. It sometimes takes time. And just remember that rest is just as important as the fight. All right. And that's it. If you have a submission, please click on the anonymous form link on my show notes. And then you can also email me at my brand new podcast email, dysfunctionisfunny at gmail.com. All one word. That's if you don't mind me knowing who you are. And all stories will be uh, kept confidential unless you want your name out there. And I think I'm going to end my shows with something that my dad used to say at all the letters he would send me when I was in school. And that is keep on keeping on.